Using a mist of synthetic sweat, the corrosion test exposes strings to elements mimicking a human finger. Over time, excess remains strong, while other strings corrode and become damaged. Testing complete. John Bollinger with Premier Guitar. I'm at the Brooklyn Bowl and I'm with Butch Walker. Hi, man. Butch, man, thanks so much for uh, being with us today. Yeah, glad to be here. Glad now, to be here. Man, you're, uh, you're a really inspiring guy. Amazing guitar player, great producer, great songwriter, great artist in your own right. I mean, thanks. What a run, man. <laughs> <laughs> the lucky guy, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and a really talented guy and a hardworking guy. Because it's, it's amazing how you started, you're just, you know, you're a guitar player. You know, when you move from Rome to yeah, LA, yeah, totally. Just a just a just a shredding guitar player, and it all kind yeah. of blossomed from there. Yeah, I don't have near the skills I have at 52 that I had at 18. <laughs> at 18, I was definitely like you know Ibanez RG550s up here and sweet picking and stuff. Oh God, I know. Oh yeah, I was I've, into I've it. Seen it, and it's it's everybody amazing. learns to run before they can walk. So. Yeah, right. And right. Uh, and I did, and when I moved to LA, it was like oh my God, everybody out here can play with their penis is better than I can play with my hands. So I was like, I gotta learn how to write a song, yeah. you know? So like every guy out there on every corner was like a, a, a master guitar player. So I kind of slowed down a little bit and started working on chords and melodies and songs. And right, right. That kind of led me to this weird road to here. Yeah, know? it's like, it's like I think first you learn how and then you learn when, right? That's right, that's right, yeah. yeah. But yeah, man, so, so great, love your playing. Let's start with this guitar here. Let's do start with this guitar here because this is like my, my baby, my new baby, uh, that uh, I was talking to, you know, Cesar over at Gibson and I was, you know, it's not like I wasn't fishing for it, but I had, um, you know, back in 07, I had, a, I had a wildfire destroy our home and my studio and everything we owned right. got obliterated. And at that point in my career, I had started to do, you know, pretty well with, with producing and writing and, and recording and everybody. And then uh, my guitar collection had kind of bloomed to about 50 vintage guitars. Uh, I won't say nothing crazy because that's crazy. That's a lot of guitars <laughs> for me. Um, but all, every one of them burned in the fire and Oof. lost all of them. And, you know, I learned a valuable insurance lesson. I learned a valuable... Uh, you know about keeping that policy up, up yeah. today because it was not and every after that of course just like clockwork after like 08 everything just skyrocketed and one of my favorite guitars I had was a 67 335 cherry red just like this um, this is a 61 reissue I believe oh, wow. uh, but it's uh, they did a custom shop job on it and um, basically I showed him a picture of it because this was before like smartphones sure so i had to dig up an actual photo that i that i had scanned in my whatever of it yeah uh and my computer and so i sent it to him and i was like man if you guys have anything remotely like this um you know i'd love to get one i'd love to you know whatever i'll buy it i don't care and so because i'd never gotten another 335 after that ever 
Like I just was too heartbroken after losing that one, sure. which I probably paid $900 for wow. back in the like 90s. Those days are gone. They're way gone. <laughs> yeah. And so at the time I was like, oh, I just don't know if I want to go. And, and I couldn't find one that, that had the same magic. Yeah. And um, I don't know what happened, but they sent me this photo of this guy. And as you can see, it had a stop tailpiece on it. But I, I, I had a Bigsby on mine and I wanted a Bigsby on it again because I really love using the bar and um when i got this it was the same neck profile well wow. it was it felt like that guitar and so i was like you know how you pick one up and you don't even you, you don't even have to hardly get through one chord you can just go with the volume off sure and go oh that's the one that's yeah. it and that's what i did and i was like well i have a new favorite guitar after playing an a chord oh yeah that's great and meant to be meant to be and i love it and it sounds great it plays great it's so fun to get to just boogie on you know it's a these guitars are good to boogie on oh yeah so um so i i do all my hot dogging on this one <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and i do a lot of hot dogging oh, and yeah. showing off it's it's fun it's all part of the i get two hours a day to act an idiot and so <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna milk it <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah yeah it's show business yes. that's great now yes. does the five speed does that stay in tune pretty well i mean nothing stays in tune with me very well <laughs> yeah because I, i'm you kind dig of in pretty deep I dig in I hit hard and I'm not subtle and I'm a little bit of an idiot on stage and it's just physical tick I can't stop it so I'm constantly retuning after every song sure. or switching guitars yeah uh, so I'm a glutton for punishment when I play a Bigsby yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure. so it's like I just go with it but um but actually it's it's pretty great I mean it actually stays in uh, miraculously well huh that's I've already great. got a really awesome uh, you know, you'll get a picture of that, but it's a perfect slice right across there uh, that looks like a, an axe chopped into yeah. it. Was it a symbol or symbol? A, there we go. Because I just went, <laughs> I was doing this, and yeah. and and his symbols were waving, and it just came down and caught perfectly flat and oh. sliced my headstock. And I thought, oh God, the next broke, next broke. And nope, sure enough, it's okay. So. Great guitar, handles it. Yeah. There's, there's more where that came from. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's plenty of dings. Yeah, plenty of dings. Dings and stings everywhere. So other than the, uh, than the Bigsby's, are all stock? Bigsby's are stock. Yeah, okay. I did, uh, I think I might have replaced a spring on it. I think I might have put a, a little spongier spring on it. Oh, really? Yeah, just to give me a little bit more. Just oh, to yeah. give it a little bit more uh, play. I like it to be sure. a little more limber yeah. and not as stiff. So some people don't like that, but I do. So it, 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 maybe it just reminds me of my Floyd Rose days back when, in the 80s. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where it's just like bling, bling, bling. You yeah, know? sure. But sure. Uh, it, it just feels a little uh, a little slinkier, which yeah. I like. Yeah. And I play like I play 11s okay. on my what, string. What, um, uh, what Ernie Ball. Ernie Ball. Super slinkies. Uh, been with them since I, uh, you know, I don't know, since I probably started playing guitar. Yeah. I, was, I was buying their, their strings. And then I was fortunate enough to come up in Atlanta with uh, my buddy Derek, who is the artist relations, head of artist relations at Ernie Ball now. And we came up, he used to, he used to make all of my uh, cassette tapes of our band's demos really? that we would go sell on the really? road. Yeah, <laughs> while, while I was in Atlanta coming up. Oh, so, so kind of kismet. And yeah. so I've, I've been a, a trusted Ernie Ball, uh, you know, fan for years, so. Oh, that's great, yeah. that's great. Okay, very cool start. What is the next one you, um, you go so to? So the next one, let's go to my, um, we could just do, uh, you know, yeah. we'll go. Yeah, whatever you like. We'll go. Uh, we'll go Fender this time. Yeah. And this is my. This is a custom shop, kind of a relic, um, you know. Um, 
and it might not be in tune. So that's my uh, and scratch, you know. <laughs> Sorry, don't have time to change them. Uh, uh, this is a really fun guitar I've had for a little while um, that um, that my, my guys over at Fender hooked me up with. And again, with a Fender uh, Bigsby, you know. And, yeah. and forgive me, I'm not a guitar guy that knows the exact brands and names of everything. So don't chastise me in the comment section or do. I'll come <laughs> after you. That's fine. Um, and then I put, uh, these are, uh, I, I forgot to mention also that um, uh, I'm a big fan of DiMarzio pickups as well. Oh, and always yeah. have been. And these are DiMarzio uh, Twang Kings. Oh, very uh, That cool. I decided just to put in all my tellies. Yeah. And they're consistent. They sound great. They're, br they're bright enough, but they're also, uh, they're beefy. Yeah. And I know that's like not really, you got to pick a side, but actually they're, they both, they have the clarity and the, you know, when I roll them down, they, well, you know, nothing's clear with that on. So that's like with a volume on like three, you know? Yeah. And then when you bring it up, you know. That'll contend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You that's know, if great. I'm, you know, and right now it's cool because I've got the wonderful Aaron Lee Tashin uh, gracing our band as a get, special guest uh, player, and so getting to play with him, two guitar players, it's like I don't have to fight it as hard to, to take up the wall of sound on stage, sure. but this can handle it if I'm just going one guitar player with a telly. Yeah, and you're jumping between guitar and piano and mandolin. Yeah, and, and when I'm going well. back and forth to all that stuff, it's it's incredible having Aaron's just like one of the most tasteful guitar players, and it's so fun to listen to out of my right ear over there. But yeah, so this is uh, anyway, this is a really fun guitar. I love it. Uh, I, I painted it, which is absolutely awful. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's just third grader painting. <laughs> but but I also knew that as much as I scratch them up and beat them up on stage that uh, I just wanted it to have. It's one of those things where it, uh, it, it's uh, good from afar, but far from good. <laughs> so if you see it from 10 <laughs> feet out, uh, it looks real cool. No if, you get a, if you get up close there, you're like, what, what child painted oh, that? That's great. That's so, great, uh, yeah. yeah, and I, and also that shit will just scrape right off, you know, so yeah. I, didn't, I didn't desecrate it. Not that it's a collectible. It's a, yeah. you know, it's, it's a relic custom shop. And, and, and that's the other thing, too, is whenever I got over uh, the loss of 50 vintage guitars in a fire, I was like, okay, I'm not precious anymore. Right. I don't give a shit. If it, if, yeah. it, if, it, if it speaks to you when you pick it up and play it, I don't care if it's original. I don't care what. Like the last thing I want to do now is walk on stage with a, with a 59. If, if you gave me a 59 Sunburst, I'd fucking drop it and break it. <laughs> and then I'd be the idiot that's on the internet yeah. viral yeah, for right. dropping and breaking a 59 Les Paul. Yeah. So please give me a reissue. Yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> and in the studio, nine times out of 10, no one's, well, I'd say 10 times out of 10, nobody knows what they're, what, they know that they know what they're playing, but when they're listening back, they don't know what no. they're listening to. Yeah. As long as it sounds good and plays good and feels good and is inspiring. I've played plenty of vintage guitars that are dogs and are uninspiring. Yeah, and you know, sometimes, and there's like a lot of, a lot of pressure with like a $250,000 guitar to oh sound God. amazing. Yeah. And, and when you're just like an off the rack one, it's like, okay. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. no pressure. No, this, this has been so fun to me and I've refretted it like twice 
because I used to just like, you know, grab people's beers and you know, yeah. slide them down. I still do. I don't know what I'm talking about, but like, <laughs> but I would slide and then I'd get them home and go like, hmm, can't bend that string anymore. Yeah. Can't, you know, so uh, I've refretted it a few times with just some medium, medium height frets. You know, it, you got to fight it a little bit. Sure. But I don't mind that. Yeah. On tellies especially. Tellies are, they're, they're just made to be dug into, you yeah. know, they're expressive little suckers. So yeah. it's like. You know, you hit them hard, they hit back hard. Yeah, right. When you hit them light, they respond very delicately. Almost kind of like a flat top, you know? Very much. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it feels a little bit like yeah. that. I, I love this thing. And I've got probably five or six tellies, and this one always wins. And I do have a spare I could show you. Oh, yeah, uh, sure. Which is, uh, I don't have a pack on it to turn it on, but you can at least see it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it sounds, I, I, I almost want to say it arguably sounds better than this one, but... Uh, Sounds not everything to me. Yeah. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> right. It's, sometimes. Oh, this does have a pack. Sometimes this is more about, um, you know, I just like the. No, I don't know if it's in tune. Kind of, yeah. yeah. A little out of tune, but like, it's like. Really God. spanky and really percussive. Yeah, that's and great. And the neck is great on this thing. It just doesn't have the paint job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that. But no, it's a beautiful guitar. And same DiMarzio. Uh, again, a custom shop, like kind of like lightly relict thing that is getting more relict by the day. Same thing. Twain King's in it. Yeah. Um, and it just, man, this thing is such a blast to play. And probably my main studio telly that I've used all the time. And everybody comes over and plays it and goes, oh. That's that's a good one, you right? Know, so, but it's like, it's pretty good, man. Yeah, it sounds great. Are those uh, bigger frets? Did you? Yes, did these you... are a little bit, a little spicier, a little bit taller. Uh, so it's a little shreddier, you know. Yeah. It's a little bit more fun to, to, to boogie on. Sure. They don't catch, you know, and you know when I bend it, it'll, it'll keep going. But uh, it like, you know, it, it likes to be bent. So this is a fun guitar as well, and. Um, I just kind of rotate stuff on the road anyway. I rotate yeah. guitars, amps all the time. Sure. So you're getting this tour's, you know, stuff. <laughs> yeah, the, yep. yeah, the, uh, the stuff you're playing today. Yes, oh, yes, great. sir. Uh, let's, uh, okay, let's go back to uh, my last but not least, the, Gib this, uh, the Gibson Explorer, which is, oh. uh, I pull this out for the last few songs of the set. Oh, that um, is a rock and roll machine right it there. It is a boy. rock and roll machine, and it is... Uh, I mean, you just turn it on and it's... But uh, I've got, oh, this is a fun story too. Is I put, um, I put a pair of uh, vintage, uh, I should probably tell you what it is first. It's just literally a 20, I think it's a 2019. I bought it off a reverb. Huh. And I just had a, I had a craving that day. And <laughs> I get it. Probably had get a it. glass of wine too many and sure. was like, oh, I, I need an Explorer. Never owned one. Yeah. Never. 
in my entire life. Never owned an Explorer, but you were due. But idols left and right. From oh yeah. Alan Collins to like I mean you name oh, yeah. it to obviously Billy Gibbons. Um, so many of my heroes played them. Uh, I was a big Scorpions fan. I loved Matthias Jabs as sure. well. But I mean then a lot of the Blues Cats played them. Oh and, yeah. And and so it was it was a really cool guitar to see growing up and goes like, that doesn't look practical. I'll probably never get one of those. Yeah. And every time I ever sat and played one, they always sounded really cool. Yeah. Really just like mid rangey and barky and, sure. and the necks are super fast and fun. So I was like, I've got like, the last few songs of the set are just unapologetically rock and roll. Like yeah. rock, like yeah. R-A-W-K. <laughs> and so um, I bought this for like $800. God, and it was great. like brand, it was brand new. It didn't have a ding on it. It does now, but yeah. uh, but what I did is I swapped out the pit guard for a black, which I know is sacrilege, but whatever. This oh. is a 2019, and sure. I don't make the rules. But um, these pickups, uh, I also went on reverb, and probably uh, probably picked those up on a late night binge of like, oh, there's a set of 70s vintage uh demarzio super distortions oh great because and this is before i actually started uh you know working with with demarzio like yeah on, on getting pickups and working putting them in my guitars and stuff uh i just bought them off of reverb for a couple hundred bucks and it just said 70s demarzio uh super distortions and those can be fun they can be awful they can also be really good it sure. just depends so i was like i'll take a gamble i got them and when i got them um, they were wired weird. They were wired like three conductor only. Um, no schematics online anywhere for that. And so they were wired into a guitar by a, by a luthier out in LA or whatever. Completely wrong. They yeah. sounded completely wrong. Uh, something was going on with them. I don't know what was going on. It was weird. Um, and so I took them out and then I called Larry DiMarzio. And Larry and I got on the phone and because I had texted him a picture of him and he called me immediately. He goes, he goes, man, I think that's some of the first super distortion pickups I ever made. Wow. He said, I think those are like the first ones, like, <laughs> like some of the first ones I ever made before I had to go for conductor wire because when they were when they were going in all the like the BC riches and stuff yeah. with all the toggles and shit everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, they wanted them coil tappable. So they wanted to be able to split the coils. So they all went to Am I saying that right? They wanted four conductors, so there yeah. was four wires and yeah. a ground. So, um, so he walked me through it with my soldering iron on the phone. He goes, <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, you're gonna take that red wire and you're gonna take it with the black one and you're gonna tape these off and blah blah blah. Yeah. And uh, and I put it in there and you heard it. It sounds. God, that's it sounds <laughs> so, God. so dumb i love that, it oh it's great <laughs> and i love this guitar it's so fun so you know again not precious 2019 uh gibson explorer yeah and with a great story okay that's... I, mean, I throw this thing you know 30 feet off to at, from the crowd up on the stage to and todd's like yeah catches it and puts it down so far so good yeah it was yeah. it's funny cesar who's the you know one of the owners of gibson yeah. was at at a at pilgrimage festival not long ago and i was playing it and i i threw it probably 50 feet and todd goes and catches it and he just texted me please don't throw the 335. <laughs> i said no problem man i won't yeah, that's great. no plans to do that i was uh, like you know so yeah this is a pretty fun guitar oh that's great yeah and why don't you tell me about i know you're playing acoustic on a couple songs and yeah. mandolin you want to talk about those as well yeah sure they're fun uh the uh 
the uh, Gibson, we'll save the Banjolin for last because it's pretty, pretty cool, pretty okay. interesting little yeah. critter. This is just a, um, uh, when, when I was really searching. I was searching for a like a like a J45 or you know whatever something similar to that. Yeah. And um basically, you know, they Gibson sent me this and and uh and I think this is a J50, right? Yeah. I think so. so. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> isn't yeah. that terrible? You guys I, I, are well, like you don't even know what you have. Um <laughs> but I love this thing. It's like it's just got it's got such a loud it's boomy it sounds good it's you got know, a great beefy neck on it in the room too just the, the acoustics sounded great i mean and a lot of pickup and it sounded great you know that's the thing is okay i'm done the um thing that's cool about it is the pickup you know a lot of times you plug into a you know this everybody knows this in guitar world you plug a you plug it into a di an acoustic di yeah. the guitar doesn't sound anything like the no. guitar yeah ever yeah. Doesn't matter what the guitar it is. It can be the most. It could be like a, a fucking '60s Martin or anything. Sure. And it's gonna sound like plinky, plinky, plink, plink. Yeah. You know, it doesn't. It just sounds like. Right. Like right. that to me. Yeah. And uh, which makes me crazy. So uh, I have this thing called the Tone Dexter pedal. Oh. And I really, really love it. It uh, it's a wave map uh, thing, where you plug a you plug a condenser mic into the back of it. And then you plug your guitar with you, uh. from your pickup into that as well. And then you mic it like you would in the studio. And then you profile that guitar specifically to that pickup. Wow. And it gets it phase coherent. And uh, then you save it as a preset for a specific guitar. Uh. So if I plug another guitar into that setting, it's going to be a little different. Yeah. So, but, but once you do it and you get it, it, it actually, actually comes out of the out of the board sounding very woody and mic'd without all the feedback and shit from a totally from a microphone in there because this is just a k and k pickup i believe okay I, yeah i'm pretty sure it in the front of house it, it is dialed in it sounds great i love it and yeah. i love this guitar and i i record i mean my last record this is most of that that's uh, great and i love that you got those those georgia bluegrass he licks man <laughs> yeah. i'll pull them out yeah. every once in a while yeah yeah <laughs> in between all yeah. the uh, Southern Rock uh, blues scales. God, that's great. So yeah, it's a cool guitar and uh, I really dig it. And, and, I, and like I said, playing it through the Tone Dexter makes a huge difference to me. Uh, also, it's more, you know, it's, I can take almost any acoustic guitar. Uh, this one in particular just has a mojo with the pickup. I don't know why. Sure. Because uh, that pickup is in some of my other guitars and it's not the same. But, um, but I do find that I get the best results using it with by mapping it to a preset in that. Yeah, that's, uh, that is dialed which, in. Which, uh, ironically, that preset works great for this little booger, which is a 1926 Gibson Banjolin. God, isn't that great? And 102 years old. That's crazy, right? God, I know. Finally, right? something younger than me is cool. <laughs> but um, this is like, this is a lot of fun because it's a full scale you know, full-scale banjo body with a mandolin neck and strung mandolin and tuned mandolin. So wow. it's like, you know, and, but you know, you, you get the, you get the, the, the banjo head and the, and the resonance and that, that, that strange honky thing that a, only a banjo, uh, you know, skin covered head and, you know, snare drum body almost, right. you know, and so. 
it's a passive pickup, just a regular old, you know, piezo bridge thing sure. situation. And uh, it's wired in here. It actually used to have lights inside of it. Wow. I took that out because that was a that was a that was a disaster. <laughs> a little, I mean, no, but, that, but it was but it, it it came that way. Huh? Like I don't know if it was stock, but the apparatus looked literally like when electricity was created. Oh, you know, yeah, it was like great. so crazy with two little like uh, like candelabra bulbs in there <laughs> to light the head up. But th that never got off the ground here yeah, with us. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I took that out and put we put the we put a jack in the side. And I run that straight through, you know, this as well, which I don't think it's on. He's got the monitor board killed, but um, but it basically comes through the PA and sounds really awesome and big through the tone dexter. Yeah, yeah, it sounded it sounded great, and there was no feedback issues or anything. Like, and you're playing fairly loud. And I got this about over a decade ago when I was doing uh, a band called uh, uh, it was my name and the and the Butch, uh, Butch Walker and the Black Widows. Okay, yeah. Par pardon the the third person speak, but um, yeah. we um we did a record called the spade and it had a song on it called synthesizers which was it was it was like a kind of a come on eileen yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. thing and uh so we uh i i needed this for tour so i got this and played it on the record and also i uh, got it for the tour a friend of mine named casey found it for me uh it was on he found it online and it might have been actually out of uh it was either out of gruen or it was out of uh Oh, I don't remember where. Uh, one of those guys that's got all the all the damn guitars. Sure. And so it was like a thousand bucks. Fantastic. So I, like, I gotta have could, it. Can you imagine that? I mean, and, and like a just a mandolin, just a new one off the shelf, a like mid level is gonna yep. be a thousand. I know. And 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 just getting it and God. and playing it the first time, I was like. This yeah. thing is this is the coolest thing ever. God, man! I, it's I, so I need good. to learn how to actually play more than four <laughs> chords on it. But uh, but that's all I ever did was like I wrote songs on it, and it kind of opened up. You know, sometimes a new sound and a new thing sure. get, gives you new inspiration for a new song, and that song can I'm still playing it today, and this room will all be singing it back at me very loudly tonight with yeah. this little guitar on. <laughs> how cool! And it's got such a such a great kind of banjo tone you're hitting totally those chords. yeah yes yeah. it's somewhere in between you know i know i know yeah you can't pinpoint it yeah yeah so it's kind of fun yeah, yeah. that's great yeah i like it <laughs> yeah so that's that's the guitars okay, i really don't guitars. have that many guitars out that's what you got no you know? that's a reason i know some people have a lot more but yeah uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah that's reasonable now let's talk about your your amps yeah your... you got it right now and like i said i do a lot of uh uh, I do a lot of like rotating uh, on sure. tour, from tour to tour, and right now because I've got so many great amps that I love, like um, you know, I mean, I, I love I love my Fender amps, I love my Bad Cat amps, I love my Vox amps, I love uh, uh, so many of them. Uh, right now, I just did what really worked with this setup and the set of songs we were playing, and made me really happy to receive from Eli was this two rock bloomfield drive oh yeah and i i mean i love it i gotta say it's a leap of faith for me because i i've always been an old school um no channel switching one channel that the amp does the drive yeah and a pedal just gives more drive sure um this is the cleanest amp i've ever ran uh live so i'm really relying on pedals for for my drive yeah. If you turn them off, it's really sparkly, chimey, clean. Yeah. Barely any breakup at all. That's new for me, actually. I, I didn't really, but that's because not every amp takes 
overdrive pedals so well. Sure. And this one, you know, I know that's a big thing is, oh, it takes pedals well, uh, but this really does. And so, you know, I'm, I've got it, I'm, I'm basically just running it. Nothing's like too outrageous, you know. Um, I'm not clocking anything really, diming anything big at all. It's like, you know, my uh, lead gain is the only thing that might have a little bit. You know, so, it's like five, It's like halfway on both lead gains and. So are you channel switching or just leaving it in the in no one? No channel switching time? at all. Okay. None, and it's set. And I'm and I'm and I'm running it. Uh, I am running it on the lead channel. Yeah. But it but the gain is very conservative on it. Sure. Like you know you can you can you can go on the clean channel and crank the gain and get a, a nice breakup. Yeah. Um, or you can you can turn it on lead and then just saturate the hell out of it like a Marshall or whatever. But um, I kind of like it backed off, so it's like barely breaking up. I just like that really chimey overhead yeah. thing that you get a sparkly sound. And so when I pair it with my pedals, you know I get I get all the gain level stages I really could ever need. And as you heard, that was just one pedal providing that gain on like that Explorer and all that. Yeah. And the pickups are doing the work. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So it sounds great. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's a great amp. And then I've got this little Paul Reed Smith HDRX 20. It's a brand new amp and it's basically kind of like a cross between a J like a, it's almost like a cross between a JTM 45 and a, and, and a Plexi 50 and it's a, but it's a 20 watt amp oh. and, and, and it actually sounds unbelievable. So I, I brought that out and that's kind of like my, that's my backup if something yeah. were to happen. So, but I've been, I've used that in the studio already a few times and it sounds like a monster. So, and it's fun, it's got a master on it because I know they've got the other one out that's just a non-master. Yes. This one has a master on it. So you can actually get some, some nice gain spank out of it. I'm running, right. uh, go ahead. Oh, I see, yeah, that's, you're, that's right where I was going. So you're running into the aux? Yeah, I'm using the Line 6 wirelesses, which, uh, uh, I just pulled those back out of storage because the last time I toured was like four years ago. Right. You know, shit happened in the last few years. So yeah. it's like, so I didn't do anything. But um, this is, um, these, these sound great, man. I mean, I've been using them, you know, for the last two tours and I, I can't tell the difference with yeah. cable uh, at all. And uh, so I dig them. And so I'm running that and then it's going to the pedals, pedals into the amp, amp into the aux, uh, the UA aux, which I'm a, massive advocate for now in the studio you use it quite i use a bit. it 80 90 percent of the time wow that's great a lot like i mean like annoyingly a lot yeah. because i have amps and cabinets and stuff and i'll mic them up and i'll use this and go like that sounds really good too yeah and there's a lot of combinations and it's just fun to do so i'd say i'm using this as much as i am anything in the studio but i pulled it out of the studio uh and todd put it all in this nice rack for me and um and this thing, I have like, you know, six presets in it uh, for cabinets and mic, mic combinations and all that. But I've, I've never changed it once. And Joel's never complained. And my guitar buddies that come out go, man, man, your tune's great out front. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll keep it. So, so I don't change it. So it stays on, it stays on preset six, which is like a 212, Al, like Alnico, you know, Dumble-ish kind of a boutique amp yeah. com, like cap, cabinet. I've got a little bit of the room dialed in because the room is fun uh, just to just just to warm it out a little bit sure and and I'm actually using the attenuator for what 
what they put it on this earth to do. So I've actually got it like, you know, backed off one step, which is a, which is a significant amount. Sure. If we were listening to this there, the right. step up from the last switch to the second to the last is like, it's pretty immense. So, so this, this amps, obviously it's the, the masters, you know, running pretty hot for a hundred watt amp head. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and I don't use any plexi, like, you know, I don't use the church class or whatever, but, um, but you know, the line out is all he's getting. You know, he's getting the line out going to uh, the, the board front of house, left and right stereo. And, you know, I don't, I don't think I have any of the effects in here, you know, that are usually on it. Yeah, I guess it, it, they have everything. It kind of has everything, yeah. but I, I don't think I'm using anything. I might be using a little bit of that 1176 compressor that is built in. Cause you know, you can access this with, a, with oh. a, a, an iPad or a laptop. Right. And uh, so you can sit there and program all of your stuff into it and it just saves automatically. That's but, great. And Warren, all that time in the studio, you've had the time to really dial it in. So yeah, live, that's my, th this is my setting I use in the yeah. studio 80% of the time. Yeah. And that's what's going out the front of the house. And Joel was like, sounds great. Don't change it. That's yeah, my right. front of house guy, Joel. So, and and you know, you've got the cabinet just so you can kind of feel something on stage. Totally. And I, 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 the, the two, the two rock, uh, 212 is amazing and it's an open back cabinet. Oh, great. So it's really breathes and it's, it's loud. Uh, but, uh, I like to just a, an annoying thing I like to do is I like to duct tape over the cones. Yeah. Cause you know, like there's, a, you know, there's a baffle in the middle of AC thirties where yeah. they go right through the center of the cone on the two yeah. twelves. And there's a reason why, well, it disperses better. And it also, when you're sitting right in front of it with your ears, it's not, it's not just piercing your ears right. with that, with that, that high frequency cone, you know, and I like my sound to be present. Yeah. You know, it's not a real woolly sound. It's a bright kind of a present sound. And so covering the cone is saves uh, the Cut. first five rows. That's a great idea. Yeah. And also it, it, it just disperses a little bit, I feel like. Sure. I could be totally full of shit. But no, I feel man, like it... after 52 years and playing guitar for most of that, that it has helped yeah. a lot. Where I'll get on, if I, especially I don't like a cabinet. Like I don't need it. I don't ever want my amp pointing up at my head not with my sound sure it would be very annoying yeah. so it's actually very uh it's it's very cool to have it just kind of tilted off axis i can hear it uh but it it, it fills up the stage for everybody yeah. so that they you know so it feels like a rock band up here not like we're all on on ears with direct amps you right. know which, and, it, and it and kind of the way you work your feedback it probably helps with all that that is true too yeah. i'm constantly yeah feeding back yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which i which i like to do yeah and i get it put in my monitors a little bit too sure. so that it's in so that it's coming up at me a little bit yeah for some reason i like that sound a little bit better than i do the actual cabinet hitting me in the ear huh. so i keep the cabinet off access and then let that but also this is you know what's getting fed to me is the aux sound right so I've dialed that so it actually sounds like my when it's coming out of my monitors up at me, uh, it sounds like it does in the studio. Right. I, I find that mic cabinets rarely sound right through monitors, but those yeah. auxes. Yeah, this actually don't, does a good job. Mm -hmm. And uh, man, when they, when they came out with this, I, I, I heard about it. I was like, hmm, wonder why they're making a guitar attenuator. Yeah. That seems like a they could do so much more than that. Right. And then I, when I saw a demo of my, Corey Congilio sure, yeah. showed me. He was at Nam, being their like spokes guy for yeah. it. And I walked right up and saw it and I was like, he played it and I was like, that's, that's, I gotta have it. That's the yeah. best thing ever. So, so this thing has just been incredible and I'm so glad I finally took it on the road. I've oh, yeah. never taken it out of the studio. Oh, well, yeah. Until now.
perfect. Yeah. Well, now let's talk about, you've got just a modest pedal board. Let's kind of run through these. Sure. Uh, so basically, um, straight into the old Boss Chromatic Tuner, which- it's Standard fun, of the industry. I've got seven of these things in a closet. Sure. And I was using, the, I was using one of the newer, fancier guys, yeah. and I was having problems where for some reason I would be, when my tuner was on and I'd be tuning, my amp would be going and be doing the weird digital thing. Yeah. So I switched it back out to the old trusty chromatic tuner and there it is. And See, so- You know what that means? On reverb, after this airs, <laughs> everybody's gonna be buying those. Is it a generation three? Yeah, Is exactly. it a, with a drip edge? I don't know. Exactly, yeah. 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 So, so I gotta buy one now before yeah, this posts, yeah. yeah. And then the good old, uh, this is just a good old JHS, uh, you know, it's basically the orange, orange you know, squeeze. squeeze yeah. And that's just amp, hardly, you know, this is just nothing. And I'll turn that on in conjunction with the drive too sometimes for solos, but sure. this is a JHS signature pedal and this is actually the prototype of the Ruby Red that I helped them kind of create. Oh, very cool. And it's basically a, it's a boost on one side, which is uh, not working at the moment, but I don't use anyway. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's why I pulled this one out because I actually liked the drive on the prototype better than the uh, ones they ended up selling. Oh, really? So I just sacrificed the second one for having this. And that's the... Uh, You know? That's perfect. And then here is a Conspiracy Theory Way Huge, which is sort of, they're one of many pedals that emulate the old, uh, you know, what? Yeah. And it's a little bit more transparent, not as gritty, but I like it for the telly. Oh, it's for great. For some reason, and uh, I use it a lot for the telly. Uh, this pedal is the MXR Super Badass that I actually got the day we left for tour. Oh. And in, a, in, a, in like a rush, I took my fuzz pedal off and put that on, and it's not a fuzz, but I loved it so much that I took it off and put it there, and it's just got a... It's God, so great. good. I yeah. was like, I was like, well, shit, I gotta put that on the fucking pedal. So I put it on the pedal board, and there we are. Put it on, never turn it off. Never it's turn great. it off, yeah. And uh, so then it goes from there up here to my... Uh, reverbs and delays and stuff and this is the this is just the good old mxr verb which which is a beautiful you know so i like i like i use that a lot especially when you put a dirt on it's going Right? Yeah, that's great. And then this is these. These are the new UA uh, FX pedals, which are. I mean, I, I can't say enough about these two. They're so good. So this is. I got it set for. This is basically their. The Starlight is basically their. Um, you want to call it their their Echoplex pedal, right? Oh, so cool. I got this one set for a little. Little slap. Yeah, that's great. And then you can go over here hold this down and then this is a preset one which is kind of nice which so it's got a triplet thing happening because you can set it for dotted whatever so i save that preset and then this is back to my uh my slap you know oh yeah and then this one is the astra which is right now i think set for like a slow flange With, and it's got like a swell in it, 
And then this is nice too, which I really love if you want to, this is set for a... Dreamy. It's cool, right? Yeah. So and, it does that like harmonic by like sure. vibrato. Uh, I, I love it. And and so again, that's a preset, and then that is one you can change on the fly. And you're really only running five pedals. I mean, which is that, pretty I, modest. Yeah. And I'm you know the the only reason I've got the drives uh, for three separate things is if I want to like go over the top. Yeah. Like when I want to solo and. It goes, To get really gnarly i'll just put on two. Oh yeah do you ever just turn everything sure. on at the end of the night yeah. just matter of fact the last the last note of the last so the last solo in the last song it's just like everything rake, yeah. rake and then i'm just like yeah. on the explorer and it's yeah. uh sound man takes a two by four just yeah. turns everything up <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah. balloons fall it's sure, like yeah. how, how much more party can we get yeah so. yeah structural damage to yeah. the building yeah that's great well, Butch, man, such a pleasure to see you. Thanks Dude. so much. Love your work. Thanks, man. Thank and, you. It was really uh, good to see you again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. Really glad you got I love watching your show. So oh, thanks well, for th actually well, having me you. on it again. So. Take it from this guy. Okay. <laughs> Till next time.